welcome to Rushcast. My name is Jay Mantis. Thank you for being here. Uh, I hope you enjoyed our last episode with David. That was a lot of fun talking to him. Uh, do you recognize what you're listening to right now? This is most likely something you haven't heard, or have you? Um, I'll give you a hint. At one point in time, I was using the the software I use to record my music and my podcasts, and I realized I could invert the audio file uh, to make it play backwards. And I went through a bunch of Rush tunes looking for which one would sound maybe okay backwards. They all sound awful, as you would imagine, except this one, which almost sounds like its own prog rock song. Like, it, it sounds like it could be legitimate. Um, I think maybe you could probably guess that it's Leave That Thing Alone, just backwards. And uh, a lot of these different parts, when it's inverted, sound pretty cool. And I thought, maybe I would share that with you. Uh, it's kind of fun to have in something like this where I can share the product of me geeking out by myself to the world. Today I have Ed Stenger. He is the man responsible for Rushesaband.com, the blog, the Twitter, the Facebook, everything involved with Rush is a Band. He's the guy. Ed, thanks for being here, man. Hello, thanks for having me. Uh, Ed's been helping me out on Twitter. He, if Whenever Rush is a Band... Uh, retweets or, or blogs about our show, we we get great numbers, and we really appreciate it, Ed. Oh, that's no problem at all. I, I like what you've been doing. Just... Appreciate it. No, how did, like, I think I read something about how your blog started, but you do internet things for a career, correct? That's right. And you just decided yeah. this was something you wanted to put some effort into. Yeah, it was. Um, it was just kind of a side project of mine back in 2005 um i had a my i had my own personal blog at the time and um uh, i i noticed that there wasn't really any kind of rush blog or news feed type site at that time at least um at least not there were a couple sites that had rush news but it wasn't it wasn't really a blog type format and it wasn't updated all the time and um that's kind of what i wanted uh, you know, as a Rush fan myself, that's what I wanted to see. Yeah. And eventually, I just had some time in the summer of 2005, and I I kind of took my personal blog and transformed it into Rush as a band, and uh, the rest is history, I guess. I've always wondered about the title. Did it come from a place of people confusing the word Rush for other things? Yeah, and uh, I mean, I, I saw... a. Someone online at some point, I think probably back in the 90s at some point, on I think the National Midnight Star mailing list, which was an old um, Rush mailing list back in the 90s, had made a few of these bumper stickers that said Rush is a band. <laughs> and I, I remember I, buy, I thought it was really cool when I bought one. And uh-huh. I just, I always, it always kind of stuck in my mind. It's kind of a phrase that, that you remember for one, so it's a good. I think it's a good name for a website because people remember it. Yep. Um, it's and it is kind of indicative of how rush rush is such a you know it's a, it's a word that means a lot of things. Yeah. And uh, but you know I'm a rush fan, so rush is a band <laughs> for me. Well, for me it so. was it was my snarky response to um, my classmates in high school. So we're talking like twenty or two thousand eight, two thousand nine. And yeah. 
and me being heavily involved with, or maybe even earlier than that, when probably right around when you were just starting the blog, and yeah. uh, people would be like, I'd be like, I really like Rush, and they go, what is Rush? And I'm like, well, Rush is a band, <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, these stupid kids born in 1990 don't know what Rush is, but... Yeah. Um, um, and then I, what was great was they would go home and be like, this kid at school really likes some band Rush. And then their parents would lose it and be like, I love Rush. And so yeah. many kids would come up to me and go, my parents really like that band too, which did not make me any cooler. <laughs> you can no, imagine. that doesn't, yeah. Uh, I, like, I like the same music my parents like. Yeah, that's, that doesn't, that's not usually a cool thing. No. Uh, was there, uh, is it any? Is running the blog ever really hard, like when there's a lot of news happening or whatever? Oh, yeah. I mean, it can get pretty overwhelming at, at points. Um, but it, it rarely seems like work for me yeah. just because it's, you know, it's, it's my favorite band, so it's kind of fun. Yeah. But, yeah, when they're, when they're like, you know, opening night of a tour is just crazy. Um, <laughs> or when an album gets released. Now, yeah. it, so that hasn't happened that often, you know, over the, the past, right. my blog has been going for about 10 years, but definitely the opening night of a tour is just nuts. So I, um, I imagine there's no way in hell that you're going to be able to, uh, unless you're going to the first show, go in blind those songs because people are going to be talking to you about it. Oh yeah. I mean, I, I'm kind of ex- expected to, to post that stuff and probably, you know, I'll be, I'm not going to opening night, but. I have a lot of people that are going who are going to be, you know, <laughs> texting me and yeah. posting things. To, there's going to be Twitter feeds and stuff. The set list is going to be out there if you want it. I know but that. I, I mean, I try to hide it. If it's, I don't post it like right on the front of my homepage. I'll, I'll, I'll hide it. I'll say, you know, spoilers. Yep. Don't don't click through if you don't want to know the set list. Yep. So, but I, fo- I find I, that most people do. I follow way too many pe- rush people on social media to know that. Um, it's. I'm not gonna be able to avoid it. So, I decided I real. I'd real. I'd rather go into the show not knowing. I like it better when that happens. I've done them both ways. But I, I'm. I'm just not gonna go on the internet for what the tour starts the first week of May, right? Yeah. So I've sure. got like a solid two months, a month and a half of no internet, and I'm gonna see if I can do it. Oh man, that's yeah. That's pretty much what you have to do too. Yeah. And I, I can't. I obviously can't do that. But and, I know and, people do. You have an people obligation. Are, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> people rely on you. <laughs> oh yeah, I'll get emails from people saying, "Hey, hey, I just want to say so long for a couple months because I'm not going to be, you know, visiting <laughs> your site or on the internet for the next, you know, until the rush show." Um, where are so, you going to see them? Um, for now, I'm going to Columbus and Buffalo for sure. Uh huh. Um, is it Darien Lake in Buffalo or no? No, no, it's at the first Niagara Center. Okay. Which is their in, indoor arena there. Um, they aren't doing many outdoor shows this time. I don't even know if, if there are any. Yeah. I, I have to look at the. I think you're right. The, I, don't th- I don't think there are any. You're right. Yeah. It's the all, one, the all one indoors. I usually go to, the closest one here is usually um, an outdoor show and they didn't come. Um, now they're coming yeah. to Columbus? But not yeah, Cleveland. Not Cleveland. So the Cleveland so people I, cannot, you know, they can rest easy. <laughs> At least there's somewhere nearby. Yeah. Including it's, Buffalo. It's, <laughs> it's like three hours to Buffalo and then it's like two hours to Columbus. Oh, stop so, whining, Cleveland people. Come on. Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah. I, I, I know others have it much worse. But um, <laughs> like people in Europe, for instance, you know, they, they have to 
swim yeah, across the yeah. ocean to, to get to a show. You see those people that are like some, you know, South American country going, please come here. And it's like, ooh, it could be a lot worse. Definitely. Yeah. Um, uh, is there a, is you got to have a song or something you want, you're dying to hear on this tour? Um, oh God, there's a lot. I mean, I'm I'm an old school restaurant. I really like the old stuff. Uh-huh. They have they really don't play a lot of the stuff um, that I was really into. You know, back in the, back when I first got into the band, like you know, stuff from Crust of Steel, uh-huh. um, and uh, you know, some of the deeper tracks on you know, Terrible the Kings and Fly by Night and. But are you falling into the trap of of believing that they might do some of that older stuff? Because it seems like every tour, people people are all over that. They're going, oh, they're going to play all the old stuff, and then they don't, <laughs> and everyone's. I know. Well, I think they have more of a chance this time because they have they're not showcasing a new album, so yep. And they're not going to take up you know a third of the set with with the new album. Um, and they have not, nothing new to play really, so. And they don't have a feat. This is like the first tour they've had where they've n- had nothing to support at all. Um, so it'll be interesting in that sense. Yeah, they, they even even on Time Machine, the Time Machine tour, they had their two new. They they had released Caravan and Bu to Be. Yep. And they, those were you know. And the, and the you know, uh, like Power Windows will uh, the website will rank or when you go to their um, their tours page. They yep. even have a tour called the pre-power window or the warm-up tour for power windows or something. Oh yeah, which is essentially what Time Machine was. It was a warm-up tour for Clockwork. Yeah, it was a long one, but yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah pretty much same thing. Um, so uh, yeah, it'll be interesting because they don't have anything to and support really. So I always thought R thirty was similar, but they were t- they were technically promoting feedback, correct? Yeah, yeah. They, they played like you know four tracks off of the feedback. Um, so yeah, they. It'll probably be more similar to R30 than Time Machine, but yeah. but still, yeah, they they won't have any anything at all to support. But I'm thinking it's going to be more like a. It sounds from from everything I've heard in the interviews with the guys and from you know guys in the road crew and everything that it's going to be kind of an old school. It, it sounds like they're going to be stripped down a bit and not mm-hmm. like Neil's not going to have a spinning drum kit. And Neil's not mm-hmm. going to have his full full V drum kit. Um, and just other stuff that I've heard just makes it seem like it's going to be, they're really going to try to please the fans more so than they they do normally, I guess. So it's going to be kind of like, like a fan appreciation tour. Have That's you, the sense I get, but I don't know. I imagine you're up, kind of up to date with the Rush Petition, right? Yeah, that's the Rush Petition site. Yeah, the last time I checked that, losing it and different strings were one and two. And I thought, man, there's <laughs> got to be some... I mean that's technic that's you could call those two tunes old songs, but there's got to be some people who love the old stuff that are not happy that those two are doing so well in that petition. <laughs> yeah, I hadn't checked the site in a while, but yeah, yeah, I, I know that Jacob's ladder was up there. I think for a while at least. Yeah, well, it was a big deal. That's one that you get a, you get a lot of people wanting that because they haven't played it, and so I I don't know if they've ever played it. I I I don't know, don't know offhand, but. It's been forever if they I think there's a recording of it on Exit Stage Left, I think. Um I know they've played yeah. it at least once because yeah. we when I went to the, I when I first went to Rush Petition this year, I thought, well, we know what's gonna be number one. Jacob's ladder is gonna be up there. Because before the last tour, Middletown Dreams was I think the only one beating it, or maybe it was second. 
So we got Middletown, yeah. and I didn't see it anywhere. And I'm like, what gives? They changed it from you can choose from any of them that they haven't played in 40 years or, you know, 20 years or something to you can only choose from tracks that have never, ever, ever been played live. And that's yeah, the difference. That's... So Jacob's Ladder's not even there this time. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, so yeah, I'm probably getting my, I don't have my computer in front of me, so I don't have my, uh, I've got my polls mixed up. Yeah. I mean, are, but, there, um, are there other polls? No. I think the, I'm probably thinking of the one previous. Oh yeah, the Jake okay. Butter was, but um, but yeah, I, yeah, it'll, it'll be interesting to see what they what they pull out. It's, I know the last tour they they did a lot. They really focused on the '80s stuff big time. A lot of stuff from Grace Under Pressure and Power Windows. Yeah, it, it could have uh, like doubled as a Power Windows throwback tour. <laughs> you know. Yeah. So maybe they'll you know since they did that last time they they know won't repeat that and i'll go back a bit further or you know i i don't know it'll be interesting to see what they come up with yeah i, think... I know part of it is getty can't you know getty's admitted that he has trouble singing some of those old, old tunes yeah i don't know how that plays into it there's a few well. things for this new tour that seem extra interesting and that's that um when they are promoting something the set list format is one of the most predictable parts of this band it's one of the most predictable things about Rush is what their set list format will be. Do you know what I mean? Open with something classic. Uh, you get yep. a few slots of like real, real deep grabs from the vault. Uh, maybe a classic again, and then some more recent stuff. Uh, the break, and then all of the stuff they're promoting. You know what I mean? It's real yeah. easy to predict. And uh, with this one, like you said, we got that whole second half of the show to go well what's what's going to go here now yeah the other thing it'll be really interesting this time the other thing is the set i don't think we're gonna see uh i i would imagine we're gonna see amps again on stage um uh, we know the drum set's less fancy so i I don't know it'll be interesting yeah um do you you know anything about because i just read it an hour ago on your site about that bluish seafoam jazz bass Getty was holding. Um, I you know I all I know is that I someone was selling it. Um, some I saw the post on Facebook really briefly. Yeah. And I then I lost it. I couldn't find it again. But I think it was someone who had sold this bass and Getty bought it, and that's how they got the picture apparently. And it looks. But I really don't know much about it and. Um, now to clarify, it wasn't the seafoam bass that he played on the garden and all those, you know, all the tracks live. <clears throat> it was um, another seafoam jazz bass with a a rosewood uh, fretboard and the dot inlays. I had never seen it. I I pride myself on thinking I know a lot about jazz basses, and when people were commenting on how it was an L series, I've never heard of that in my life. So it was <laughs> that okay. was embarrassing. Um, so you're you're a musician, though, right? So yeah. I don't. I, I that's the kind of thing I don't follow that closely because I don't know what the heck you know I I did I know Giddy plays a bass <laughs> that's all I know okay interesting <laughs> uh it it also looked like maybe that shot was taken where they rehearse is what I sort of yeah, gathered that, from that. that that's the that's what I got from that too but I I haven't really been able to confirm anything about that photo yeah. so um. But I know they are in they're in Los Angeles right now and they're rehearsing. Yep. They started 
I think March 30th, um, Diddy even said, you know, he, I, when he was on that metal show, he, he said, that's when they were going to start March 30th. And then somebody else ran into them at the airport Sunday night and got a photo with them on their, you know, on the, he was on the same flight as them from, from Toronto to LAX. Huh. So. Can you imagine? <laughs> Hey, I know, uh, cool. speaking of that, uh, tell tell me and my audience about when you met the band. I've seen the picture. I haven't asked you yet, though. Oh, when I met them? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was um, 2010, I think. It was, so it was, it was a time machine, time machine tour in Toronto. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I, I have a pretty good relationship with Rush's management. And, you know, we, we help each other out here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll tell, you know, I'll give them some info and they'll give me some and uh my, i was taking my my then eight-year-old son who you know who was already a rush fan and still is um uh, to, we're going on a trip to toronto and to see the band and he asked me he said hey dad i want to meet i want to meet rush and you know it's hard to say no to an eight-year-old <laughs> so i said you know what the hell i'll you know, i'll ask i'll ask rush's management and say you know i my son wants to meet the band, you know, I, it's not me at all. So I was kind of using my son to get to <laughs> Right. You don't want to meet the band. No. Definitely not. No, no, no. <laughs> no but that, that's kind of what, <laughs> that was kind of a catalyst. <laughs> and, um, and they were really cool about it. And they, you know, I got the, uh, no, it wasn't anything special in, in that, you know, I didn't get any special treatment. I got the standard meet and greet yep. treatment. And, um, you know, so, you know, you go back there and you, you meet Getty and Alex and, um, I was kind of starstruck. So I don't even know what I said. <laughs> and it was loud because oh, yeah? uh, everyone else was kind of cheering because we were the first in line. So, you know, they came out and everybody was like cheering and yelling. And, and, um, so we, we didn't get to, you know, chat for very long or anything, but Alex was really cool with my son and you know, like leaned down to get next to him in the picture. And he had his little fly by night shirt on. <laughs> so, How many people so, yeah, were there? Really fun. At the meet and greet? Yeah. They, they do about 30 wow. at a time. Um, yeah, so that's usually, you know, I don't even, and I get asked about meet and greets all the time. You know, is what, you know I, can't, I can't get people meet and greets, <laughs> but you know, they ask anyway. Yeah. But, um, you know, they, they usually, they give them away in, a con- in contests. Um, I know people from, they'll, they'll give them away to people in the industry that they work with, you know, like di- different vendors mm-hmm. as a kind of a thank you. Um, that's, that's the impression I got just from knowing people that have gone to meet and greets right. over the years, but you pretty much, you have to know somebody on the, you know, in the, in the rush camp or, you know, win it in a contest or something. Um, it, I, you can't buy a meet and greet pass yeah. or it's, they don't include them in VIP packages or anything like a lot of bands do. Yeah. I was going to say like, um, like I know people who will buy meet and greet passes for kiss every time they come to town. Yeah. Right. And Rush doesn't really do that. No. Um, so the thing is that this time around, um, they have what they what they normally do in past tours is for the fan pre-sales. They'll um, if you buy a fan pre-sale ticket, you can get entered into a contest to win a meet and greet, you know, in in your particular city. Mm-hmm. So they would give out a, a pair of meet and greet passes to you know one person in each city who bought a pre-sale ticket. Mm-hmm. But they didn't do that this time around. So I don't know if that means 
they're scaling back meet and greets or they're going to do something else or, or they're just, you know, just going to give them away, you know, some other way. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, that's weird. Um, what did you do for uh, tickets for your two shows? Did you get pre-order? Did you get the VIP package? Um, I did not get the VIP package. Um, I got, I got some, the fan pre-sale tickets for Columbus. Um, and I did really well. I got fourth row, wow. which was pretty good for that. Yeah. Um, and for, for Buffalo, I just got some, I can't remember if I got fan. No, I just bought one of the pre-sales. I think either a live nation or a city card pre-sale. I think I did a city card pre-sale mm-hmm. for Buffalo and got, you know, like a lower bowl toward the front. So cool. I look forward to, um, it's weird for me. Like now that I have this show, uh, like I, I'm gonna, I've said before on previous episodes, I'm not going to be around for that month and a half. Um, and then I get to do the show immediately after I see the show. And so now then I get to like be thrust into the, this flowing river of knowledge that I haven't been a part of. Um, but I'm interested when clockwork started, I didn't have any intentions of going. I was in school and I wasn't near any of the shows. So yeah. I immediately was in that river. If we're going to use that metaphor. And I was, I was taking it all in and especially with the rotating set lists and I think it went, there were like six or seven different variations on that set list. And that was fun. Yeah. But I eventually ended up seeing that show three different times. And I got an A set list, a B set list, and an A set list. Um, yeah. But it definitely wasn't as cool as when I went to Time Machine and had no idea what I was going to hear. That was... Uh, I had a big moment when I heard the first few notes of Marathon in 2010 live <laughs> you know what i mean like that was that was yeah. a fun thing and i want to experience that again yeah i don't think i've experienced that since like the 80s <laughs> with them <laughs> even even as you know once once the internet you know yeah. you know came online in the or mid 90s I, I was i was always wanting to know what the heck was going on yeah and uh so i don't think i've i've been surprised by anything in a, in a while so i, di- I didn't let I you still find- haven't gone to opening night of a tour, you mean? Oh. Yeah, I still haven't done an opening night on the tour. Is that a bucket list thing for you? Out. Um, I don't know. I, I mean, I'd like to, but it just is always, it never works out for me for some reason. It, it, they're either too far away or I got something else going on. Yeah. Um, now, at this point, I don't know if I'll have another chance. So. Brandon but, Dyke was on the show recently, and he said, yeah. I, th- I think he said he was at the uh connecticut the first the first show of the vapor trails tour i thought that's what he said if i remember correctly that would have been really that now we're talking about epic um and uh alec pulianis has been on the show as well he's going to not only toronto but the last show of the tour in california um which will be cool just because of uh the implications that we you know they're teasing us and telling us that they'll never, we'll never see them again after this tour or whatever, or at least that's what it's yeah. been blown up into. Um, I highly yeah, that's on RushCon. I think RushCon is going to be. It is. It's in LA, so they're going to RushCon is going to be centered around that last show as well. Yeah. Um, I didn't let you finish earlier. What? What's? Uh, do you have? Do you have a song or a couple songs that you'd like to hear from the old stuff? Oh yeah. Um, 
yeah, there's some Caress of Steel is one of my favorite albums by Rush, and I just Necromancer. You know, they're not going to play that, but I would love to hear that or Fountain of Lamb now. Yeah. But you need. I know they're not going to play those, but I would love to see that. Well, would you um, be? There's some. Would you be happy or maybe a little ticked if it were a part of it were included in a uh, medley? No, no, I would like that, okay. and I think that that I might get. Okay. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if they threw part of Fountain of Lamb Nath in a, in a medley. I agree. Or, or some of Necromancer. Um, there's some other stuff on, like, uh, Something for Nothing on 2112 yep. is something I'd like to hear. Um, uh, I'd like to, I'd, I'd like to have seen play Xanadu again, just because I love that song, and they haven't played it in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, Gosh, I could I could go on and on. Now, if you uh, if you're good about yourself, you got to send me a set list for our set list challenge. I think uh, I'm confident that we're gonna hear something for nothing, and maybe even tears. I think I have on my list. I oh, think wow. we might that hear be... some. Uh, I think lessons as po- as possible. Um, I don't know how they're gonna manage any of those old tunes with Getty's voice, but they've done it. You know, you can detune, you can even transpose the whole song down if you want. Um, yeah. So I think there are ways to do that. For yeah, sure. they can manage some of those. Making memories would be another one I'd like to hear. Yeah. Um, some people think we're gonna hear like in the end, and um, uh, one of something else uh, that I always hear, Rivendell. I don't know if those oh, God, are. Bro. You know what I mean. Rivendell, that would be nice. Maybe a little bit. Of I love Rivendell. Uh, yeah, I, it, the other thing is like, if the gear changes at all, the sound changes, and I'm interested to hear. Uh, what What did you think? I know you said you're not a musician, but you, you still got ears. What was the best uh, sounding tour that you've heard? Like I've only heard from Snakes. Till now, in terms of tours, I thought Snakes just had the they had their tone dialed in. Alex wasn't too muddy, wasn't too twangy. It was everything was working on Snakes, in my opinion. Yeah, it's hard to go. I mean, uh, the tours from like the eighties that I saw, I, I I don't really remember that well. But um, um, there are more more recent tours. Um, I mean, I really like Clockwork Angels tour. I I thought maybe it's just the addition of the strings that. Yeah. I just I really liked how that worked and yeah I, no, I, it, was, it was really cool to see that I don't know if I got Jacob in trouble when Jacob Sakelli was on the show and he, he mentioned something <laughs> about I, I, I won't say he mentioned anything I just got a vibe like that maybe something's going on that we're not aware of and oh um, yeah I'll be happy if that does happen because I'll feel like I got a little bit of a of a uh, hey, wink, wink, um, before it actually happened, you know? Yeah. Now, I think, uh, in my opinion, I think Prime Mover is a lock, and I think, uh, uh, what is it, Limbo is a lock. I think we'll 100%, I'd bet money we're going to hear those two tracks. And I've said it okay. many times, and I want it to be out there, because if I'm right, I'm going to rub it in everyone's face. <laughs> and if I'm wrong, <laughs> well, it's on the internet, and I can't deny it. Yeah, but I would. Those would be cool. Um, I always focus on the '70s stuff myself, just because I I haven't seen them play most of those, a lot of those songs. What was the first tour you said you saw? First tour was um, Power Windows. Oh, okay. Um, so I was like 
you know, 15 or something. So I, you know, I wanted, I remember wanting to go to, to, to the Grace Under Pressure tour, but, you know, it's not being old enough. Yeah. Um, I didn't have any friends with cars at that time. So um, I was 15. I finally had people who could drive. So now it was cool to like rush back then, right? Yeah. And, you know, I've been asked this before is that, you know, someone asked me, I did some interview around when they got the Rock Hall um, induction. So, you know, did you feel like you were kind of a nerd in high school and kind of an outcast because you like Rush? I was like, uh, no, not really. <laughs> and especially in this, where I grew up in Cleveland, um, everybody in my school liked Rush. Yeah. Or a lot of people did. It was it was not uncool to like Rush at all. Um, you know, Do you think so maybe it's it, fair to say that that, because I've heard that so much, we all have, and... Do you think maybe it's kind of blown out of proportion and it's all just a reaction to subdivisions? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like, I think you know, I, I think you're right. Yeah, you a lot know, of it like, has to do with that. Uh, the other thing, like talking about misconceptions here, I read stuff all the time, whether it's on, you know, YouTube comments or Rolling Stone articles, where people call Rush and their lyrics pretentious, and I'm yeah. I just sit back and I'm like, oh man, you guys. You don't understand. <laughs> you don't understand at all. And it goes like that. It's the same deal with their music, too. When people go, I hate Rush. I can't listen to Rush. I'm like, well, what have you heard? <laughs> you, the three songs that you hear on the radio? Okay. Well, there's 248 yeah. more. You know what I mean? Right. Um, yeah, I, I don't... I, I tend... Not just with Rush, but I don't... I kind of... That bugs me when people say that about any band, really. Because... Yeah. Um... I'm I'm really open minded about music and, and you, you know, I just kinda listen to it with an open mind and I I, I don't think you say I ever shrug off anything just because, you know, of preconceived notions about mm. about it. It it the lyrics things thing drives me insane because uh I don't think he's being pretentious at all. Just because the a guy wants to think a little more deeply than other rock bands, uh yeah. doesn't make them it, pretentious, but Right. I guess I'm not going to fix Rolling Stone. Uh, definitely not me. <laughs> um, <laughs> no. But, uh, yeah, I'm excited for this tour. It's just going to be a long month and a half or whatever for me. You sound like you're going to have a blast. <laughs> You'll be all over oh, yeah. it. Um, do you do any collaborations yeah. with Cygnus X1 or PowerWindows.net or anyone like that? Um, do you know yeah, those guys? This, I know them very well, and we've... Gosh, we we almost almost on a daily basis we'll touch base. Um, wow, we all follow each other's stuff and we help each other out. And we share information. Um, we collaborated on April Fool's jokes. <laughs> oh, screw um, you! <laughs> <laughs> You're responsible uh, for that Vapor Trails remix joke, aren't you? Uh, that was Eric at Power Windows. <laughs> I think. Can't remember what I did that that year, but. <laughs> But we have a lot of fun with that. You guys do something every year for that? Um, we don't always collaborate, but but uh, we pretty much all do something. Did something happen this year and I missed it? Yeah, we did a... Uh, and this was mostly John over at Cygnus um, X1. His his idea, mostly, was uh, to, to say there was a Clockwork Angels movie coming out. Oh, I did see it. An animated, yeah, an animated, <laughs> animated film. Because there's not enough Clockwork Angels um, material out there. 
I know. I think now, that was part of the joke. There's a movie yeah. and a screenwrite and a you know a, there's a new a Ben and Jerry's flavor called Clockwork Angels. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so that was fun. So it's funny because you said when you started the blog, there wasn't anything like that. But it's yeah. sometimes it seems overwhelming how many of them there are. Like, are, yeah. are we're talking about the three major ones, right? Sickness, power, Windows, yeah, and you. And I don't want to say I don't want to belittle anything that at sure. the time. Like when I started, Eric's the Power Windows site was there and it was big. And like I said, he had news, uh-huh. but it was just like a page post stuff to occasionally. And it wasn't really a news-centric site because he's got a lot of other stuff going on there. He's yeah. really creative. Uh, he's got, you know, a lot of artwork. And it's almost like a um, like a Russian encyclopedia. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And and uh, so he had a lot going on there. And I, I just wanted to make, my goal was to make strictly a Russian news feed blog that, you know, anything, you know, any little bit of information or news about Rush, I was going to post it. Uh-huh. You know, and have people be able to comment on it. I see. You know, and so the the draw or the uh, the difference maybe is the fact that I some some bum like me can go onto your blog and and write my own opinion about what you're posting, yeah. right? Yeah, and then you know, I like I said, I I would post anything, just weird, any kind of weird rush reference I'd found somewhere. Yeah, today there was a, a 2112 spotting sighting yeah. in your. Uh, in a movie or something, right? Yeah, it was like better, on that Better Call Saul program, there was a and there was a Rush poster in a scene. So <laughs> I love that stuff because that those are the kind of things that kind of um, I would rather see on my feed than um, something more uh, official. You know what I mean? If it's official, yeah. I'm going to hear about it. I'm going to get an email about it. Right. And so that that's cool. and Rush Rush dot com never Rush dot com especially back in 2005, they were horrible as far as updating news. Their their website was not very good at all. Um, It's gotten much better recently, Um, but they still, you know, they still focus on the big news and the press releases and, you know, they don't bother with with the little little fanboy stuff that I post. Now, what, what did you think about when they redid their website maybe a year ago? I liked it. I thought... That was a big improvement over what they had, because um, they do have more news now, and um, I think they had you know a lot, a lot of, like old tour dates and things like that. And yeah, uh, okay. Uh, and so, they actually use a lot of material from from you know like Eric and John both have a really good tour database on their sites, and and they use a lot from there. I think it's really neat that you guys are talking to each other like that, and uh, that it it hadn't occurred to me that you're the three of you are doing very different things, even though it's the same stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's really neat. Yeah, we all have our own kind of little thing that we do, and um, so this is the baseball segment of the show. Uh, all right. I ask a lot of people if uh, I asked Donna if she was a Cleveland Indians fan, and she shot that down pretty quick. Um, yeah. So. I'm crossing my fingers when I ask you if you are a Cleveland Indians fan. Oh yeah, Woo! I am. I'm a big, I'm a Cleveland sports fan, and I, so you know, I'm a glutton for punishment. Yes, you are. But, but yeah, I'm a big. I watched the game last night, and they lost, but. Uh, so you know. yeah, it was not good. Uh, I didn't see. 
I think I watched the fifth inning on. We're talking about opening day here against the yeah. the brutal, brutal Houston Astros. And uh, I yeah. didn't see a single hit by the Tribe. <laughs> they no, didn't I saw anything. a couple. They had, they, they had like three hits, I think. Yep. But no runs. Um, now, so they kind of wasted Kluber's performance, which was pretty good. Yeah, that kind of stings. Um, you're, are you in the city of Cleveland? Um, you know, I, I live like in one of the inner ring suburbs. Okay. Just on, you know, just so outside the city. Maybe a 30 so. minute drive from the city. Yeah. If that, yeah. um, is, uh, going to a Cavs game, something you can just decide to do in the, uh, you know, at the end of your work day, or does that require a couple <laughs> years of saving? It, 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 uh, it usually requires just knowing somebody, um, <laughs> That has season tickets. Yeah. Seeing if they have any available. So. Yeah, I can, but yeah, it's harder than that. Usually, what happens is if I go to a Cavs game, somebody will say, "Hey, I got you know, I got an extra ticket. You want it?" And I'll tag along with them. But. I would but love yeah, to. I've only been to one. I've been to one this this season. No, this season. Okay. I, yeah. I just I would like to see LeBron, and um, you know, I'm not loyal to the Cavs, but I, I do like the Indians a lot, so I, I kind of, the Cavs have a place in my heart, you know what I mean? I just hear it's not easy yeah. to go see LeBron, regardless of what team he's on. <laughs> so how did you become an Indians fan? Uh, funny story, or yeah, funny story. I grew up in, right here in upstate New York, where everyone's a Yankee fan. Everyone okay. in my family's a Yankee fan, and I want, I loved baseball, but didn't want to root for the Yankees. And I had like a PlayStation One baseball game. When I'm choosing the teams, I go through everyone's logo, and I thought the <laughs> Indians had the coolest looking logo, Chief Wahoo. Yeah. And unfortunately, he's very racist. He's a very racist man now. Yeah. Uh, and he's, he's in a lot of trouble. He's got, I think, maybe three or four more years before he doesn't exist anymore. So yeah. <laughs> it's sad, but I'm all. I also don't like to be um, somebody who hates change. So. I'm all for getting rid of the racist logo, um, but I'd like them to rebrand well and not in a boring way, which sort of seems like they're about to do. Look at the Browns. Can we not just <laughs> let's just not be what the Browns brand is? You know what I mean? Yeah. We're talking about teasers, Ed. Oh man, that a few months ago when the Browns were like, "Hey, everyone, we're gonna change our logo," and it was <laughs> the same exact thing in a different shade of orange. I'm like, what yeah, are you doing? It was so typical Browns too. <laughs> so um, yeah, I'm I'm okay with Chief Wahoo not being around. In fact, if you do the research, since Chief Wahoo's been around since like 50, 51, we haven't won a championship with Chief Wahoo. Yeah, maybe it's his fault. So it's the, him and- you know if this were Boston, we'd call it a curse, the uh, <laughs> the Chief Wahoo curse. So uh, maybe yeah. if we get rid of him completely, we'll win a championship. Yep. I think right. you're right. He'll be gone in a few years, probably. Yep. Um, Ed, thank you for being on the show, man. Hey, no problem. Thanks for having me. This was, was a fun. blast. Uh, if you ever want to come on again, just shoot me an email. All right. All right, but man. Not, uh, but you're going to be off the internet for a couple months, right? <laughs> I take that back. Shoot me a text with no spoilers <laughs> in that text. Um, yeah, so I won't be around, I guess, and starting May 8th or whatever. I won't be on the air or on the internet. I will be off the grid. But um, all right. It would be maybe uh once the tour's over or during the tour, I'll I'll shoot you a message and we could talk about it in the air. Yeah, that'd be great. All right, cool. Thanks a lot, dude. 
All right, thank you. See you guys. Brought to you by, oh, brought to you by Knickerbocker.